You're my best friend, Estate on Marconi. Oh, rub it in. You ever come my way, you know, as yours until the end. You know, Steve, when I finally go away. Oh, God, it'll never end. Never Ralphie, end. sorry, can't sing it as well as me. You gotta look for me one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you let love sound. Or you let me down. That's right. Oh. You're not you were not a vocalist while you were an undergrad no as i was an a uh, vocalist as an overgrad yes went with my overbite mm. isn't that funny I'm no killing it isn't today i'm killing so how are you today professor <clears throat> phil uh, i'm so good today and i'm good. not lying to you wow. i'm sitting upright because my back feels good i've had back issues yes Back feels good, Doc. Good. Had some At least uh, the last hour or so. Puncture. Good. I've had some cracking. Cracking. I've had some therapy. Mm -hmm. Mental as well as rear back area. Acupressure yet? What is acupressure? When they use their elbow on the parts. It, no, that's illegal in most cases. It worked states. for me. Really? Oh, yes. I recommend it. Well, Seriously. that's sort of the, the back room. It really helped my back. Yeah? Okay. But moving on. Moving what on. What are we doing tonight? Well, Let's first say who we are. Ah. I am Professor David Kirk Philp, and where you're listening to me is Biz 108 or more on uh, WP 88.7 Brave New Radio. And we are here with my guest of all time, Dr. Esteban. Actually, you <laughs> called me his guest. I called you my guest of all time, which means the co-host, Dr. I mean, Esteban. Really? I, I, I've all of a sudden... We're I've, getting I've, the I've, same I've, money, you know, know you and I me. Know. Oh, actually, I get twice Yes, I am here, and I am here with, of course, my co-host... Professor David Kirk Philp, who you can call. Professor David Kirk Philp, who is right I, now. me, you. Right. I now, we should ask Carrie if it's changed at all since you've been in this booth. Not this at show. all. Yeah. No. We didn't think so. The girl Only for the better. Although, oh, yes, yeah. uh, Rob Fasari said that. He thought there was a, was, it was smoother. Right. The transitions. Yes. We've. Uh, Anywho, who's here tonight? Well, the one girl who you mentioned, Carrie, uh, Carissa. Uh, Keller, but mm -hmm. we call her Carrie with a K-A-R-I, and Carrie, Carissa, Carissa Keller from uh, Columbia Records. We'll talk at length with her, mm -hmm. and we have uh, in between the two of us our good friend, Ms. Jessica Essex with an I-X, right? Yes. Correct. Jessica Essex with an I-X all the way from Detroit, Michigan, here yes, in Jersey, yes, yes. and we're going to talk with you at length shortly. We all need right. to thank our boy... Nathaniel Hawkins, but he's really Nate the Hawk, isn't he? The man. You have uh, our, 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 our other boy, our friend uh, Joey Stefan on the line? Yes, he is. He's okay. Uh, he, we have another guest, Joey Stefan from Viacom, who's going to I don't know why he's calling everyone boys tonight. I know. I'll be boys and girls in the room today. Yeah. Uh, you Lose heard, it. What? Nothing. Okay. We heard Don't Let Love Down by Rob Fusari at the top of the show. You just know who our guests are. We'll get back into that. Sign up for a newsletter. So the theme of this show is? The theme of this show is sign up for a newsletter at musicbiz101wp.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, mm. at musicbiz101wp. And then we should talk about the theme is uh, the grads talk back. We have graduates. Recent of the grads. 
coming in and it talking. thought it would be a good idea for DIY people. Excellent, Greg. We had one Megan Johnson from Sony Music Entertainment who came down ill and is not available mm-hmm. to be with us tonight. But we do have uh, Jessica, who's an MB- getting her MBA in music management First here. First semester. First time on the radio. She's freaking OU. Boy. But we'll we'll get through. We'll help her get through, and uh, our our listeners will too. He can come on, and we'll make fun of him. Um, we have Nate the Hawk, who is our producer, as well as Nate the Hawk is about to graduate in May, so we'll get his input. We have a ton of tweets that we're going to get to from mm-hmm. all of our listeners. But before we get to that, should we give our thanks real quick? Give our please. Thanks. Let us give thanks to the Music Business Association. Actually, the Music Biz Association. Everybody, please save the date from May 15th through the 18th, 2017, when Music Biz goes to the Music Biz in Music City. We will be there with a group of students interviewing industry pros, making connections for the second time in a row. Joey Stefan. Hey, how's everybody doing? Uh, Tell the dog to sit or or go down. Let the dog out. Yeah, let the dog out, please, Joey. <laughs> All right, the dog is out. <laughs> or put the dog on the phone. We also want to give thanks to Van Dyne Bruno, Inc. and White Hat Management. Because you know Dr. Esteban Marconi. With artists like Charlie Puth, David Matthews, Sharon Jones, the Dap Kings, and Kiss, there's only one place to go for your band's business management. All of us should go to vb-cpa.communist when you are ready. Mm-hmm. And also... And this person was in Dr. Esteban Marconi's office today. We want to give thanks to Christine, right. Christine Vey, middle name Oi, a wealth manager and the president of Oi Vey. No, just Vey Wealth Management that never, ever gets old. It no. can't get old. V-A-Y. Especially on the end of Yom Kippur. Yeah. And happy, is this Happy New Year? No. It has nothing to do with New Year today. What is Yom Kippur? This is the Day of Atonement. Ah. Fasting. Should I atone for, for not knowing my, and so on. my holidays? No, but you can continue with the Oy Vey. Uh, Christine Vey of Oy Vey Wealth Management has helped many of our professionals at William Patterson all around the world to manage their investments and plan out for their retirement. If you're looking for some guidance on how to plan for your retirement, if you have questions on anything from investment portfolio management insurance, retirement planning, give Christine a call at Carrie. Repeat after me 732 732 455 455 1510. 1510. Or you can email Joey. Are you still there? I am still here. Repeat, repeat after me, Joseph. Christine. At VeyWealth. At VeyWealth.communist. Dot communist. You email her for advisement. And Dr. Esteban, no, what I don't is her call? She has a tagline, and it's uh, we believe it's something like your money, her white collar crime. Uh, <laughs> You're just ruined something. It for her, <laughs> something, you? something uh, yeah. Uh, her, so her before Ponzi, we get to our guests, who do we have uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks? Coming up, uh, we have Michael McDonald, not from um, no, from uh, taking it to right. the streets. No, it's Mick Management is the company, mm-hmm. uh, manager of a number of artists. We will get into that. That's going to be awesome. John Butler, another grad, vice president of Curb Promotions in Nashville, mm-hmm. vice president of promotion Curb for Records. Curb Records. It's Benji Rogers from Pledge Music is going to be on uh, first or second week of November as Great. well. Great. We'll have a new president at that point. We don't know who. But, Dr. Stavon, enough me. Enough David Kirkfield, no, professor. We Let's, could listen to you all night. I could. I could speak Maybe all night. Maybe if we only had to, but we could. <laughs> so let's true. get to our first guest and move right to the studio instead of the person online, although we know Joe is waiting with bated breath. Right. Okay. So, Carrie, unfortunately, we have you here tonight with such a ruckus but why don't you tell um the audience really um the road to get where you 
are today. Yikes. Um, where does that start? Probably <laughs> with you in the mess, the MBA program. Okay. So I started my MBA in 2013 and finished it in two years. And doing that, I did three internships, I think. I during, think at least. Yeah, I think so during that time and got to co-host on the radio show and attend some networking events through Music Biz, which was awesome, which I would highly recommend doing all of the above. And after... Where were your internships? I interned at Madison Square Garden mm -hmm. with Columbia Records, my now current employer, and uh, Live Nation, who I also was a temp for. Mm -hmm. So through my internships, I made really good relationships, which helped me get a job, which is like the number one rule. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so after I graduated, a temp position opened up over the summer at Live Nation for an event marketing assistant. So I was lucky enough to be asked to come back for that. Mm -hmm. And after that ended in the summer, unfortunately they couldn't keep me on, but I was lucky enough to be looped in with Beanstalk and Michael Correct. are the entertainment lawyers who I was able to form a relationship with through William Patterson, through mm -hmm. Professor Philip and Marconi. And they happened to be looking for a receptionist. So I went and was in their office for a fairly short amount of time mm -hmm. before I received a call from Columbia Records, the team that I had interned with. Uh, one of the girls I had interned under happened to be leaving they were looking for someone to replace her and asked if I would be interested. And mm -hmm. the answer was definitely. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I was lucky enough to get the job. And now. I'm and you've been there how long now? It'll be a year in January. Mm -hmm. So almost yep. there. <laughs> and what's your position? I'm a touring and events assistant. Mm -hmm. So I am the direct assist for the vice president of the touring and events department. He's the head of our department. So I mm -hmm. assist him as well as two of our other tour reps and basically the department as mm -hmm. needed. So did this department uh, grow out of the 360 deals or the need for? Maybe. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a good question. I think that they sort of act as the middleman between almost the label and the artist management. So, cause we work very closely with internally the marketing and digital and release planning departments and sort of help organize everything with all of those departments and the artist mm -hmm. from an events aspect. Mm -hmm. So is the, the artist, for you guys to get involved, does the artist have to have an event or be on tour or have a uh, show coming up or? Usually we also do promo. So even if they're off cycle, you know, if they get requests to for appearances, uh, for radio shows, anything like that, those are all those all come through us and are vetted and then and submitted to management accordingly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, great, Joe, you're there. Yes, I'm here. Right. Okay. How about uh, now? Joe was not an undergrad; he was an undergrad. Yes. And he was a minor and a business major. And yep. uh, so why don't we talk about? your road from uh, the time you were probably just ending your junior year. Yep, so um, beginning my junior year, so I was obviously a music management minor uh, with a business management major. 
Um, and I took advantage of all of the different networking opportunities that the music business program provided me. Uh, so starting my junior years where the course slowed, um, was more into the music business program, um, with the music business seminars, um, and you guys had the radio show as well. So starting my, I believe actually going back to my sophomore year, my first internship was actually at a, um, audio and post-production company, uh, studio in the city. Um, and how I ended up getting that position was of just, um, networking. Mm-hmm. Um, long story short, I was actually a waiter, and the guy that I was waiting on had this company, and he had his post-production facility, and kind of all the started to go online, and I got a little bit of luck and interned there for about six months, um, and then worked with him on kind of like sales and new business uh, generation for a studio. Um, and then following that, this summer, um, going into my junior year uh, at the Music Business Seminar, we were lucky enough to have uh, Kenny Laguna, who's head of Blackheart Records, um, Joan Jett's Records of Joan Jett's independent record label. Um, so we were lucky enough to add him. And after the seminar, um, I actually got lucky enough to speak with Kenny afterward, um, which turned into, because of the networking, being able to have a internship position with uh, Black Art Records that summer, <laughs> which was a great experience um, to get me started into the um, record label business and understand the processes, especially at an independent record label. Mm-hmm. Um, so they do a lot of things differently than a major record label would do. Um, cause it's almost like a one man stop doing everything between publishing and sales and distribution and marketing. Um, so it was cool to see that perspective. <laughs> so going into my junior year, that was the summer going into my junior year. And so first semester I did not have an internship. Um, but I got to meet through the music business radio show, coincidentally, um, Steve Corbin from Warner Brother Records, um, which turned into an internship as well in uh, WIA, which is uh, Warner Music Group's sales and distribution department. Mm-hmm. Um, so did a lot of great networking there. It was a great opportunity. Um, that led me into the spring semester um, where I graduated in, in May of 2015. Um, and I tried to obviously find jobs and was struggling a little bit at first. Um, so, I, you know, it's, it's really important to keep up with the contacts and, you know, everyone that you've networked along the way. Um, but it was funny because everywhere I was going for the music business, nothing was really turning out and working for me. So then I kind of figured, okay, like where else matches my degree and what I've learned and took away from all these courses that I, you know, took throughout my time at William Patterson. And I was kind of looking at different other media companies um, and Viacom popped up on my radar, uh, which is a company that owns MTV, VH1, Nickelodeon, Spike, CMC, uh, and a handful of other networks. And I saw this position open that was a coordinator of content distribution, which is basically the department that deals with all the programming, contracts, and marketing um, of all the channels to all cable providers like Comcast, Time Warner, uh, Verizon. And they also do the programming contracts to the streaming companies as well, such as Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon. Um, so, And it's actually a rotational program, which is what I found really interesting about the position is that um, within the one content distribution department, I get to rotate across sales and operations mm. and marketing. And I really thought it was a great platform for me to learn. So oddly enough, I didn't know anybody at the company. And I'm like, this is a great position. Um, kind of just put my resume in through HR. And the stars almost aligned. I got a call back about two weeks later. Um, and two weeks after that was my first day. And now wow. it's been a, almost a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Great. So I hear the passion in both of you uh, about, you know, the industry and what you guys doing. Could you, do you think anybody could make it even as far as you two have gotten without that passion? 
I mean, is it recognizable by your people above you that um, that you work for? Yeah, I, com I completely agree. I actually, one of the reasons um, the person that I actually was hired by, um, after I started in my position, they actually said to me, like, one of the reasons we looked at you, because I actually graduated in three years, so I was much younger than the rest of the pool being hired, mm -hmm. um, and something they said, you know, we looked at you and said, you're young, I don't know if this is going to work, but they saw this passion in me for the business and to learn more about how the business and how it worked, and that, I just had such a deep passion for it. That they were like, there was just like this almost fire in your eyes that we, we couldn't get away from. Mm -hmm. um, so I think passion really is, you know, something that really stands out to like hiring managers um, and really, you know, would help you get a job. Mm -hmm. Carrie? Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, I think you have to be a go getter if you want to make it in the industry. If you, at least if you want to make it far. I, I think that I've noticed that I've been getting a lot more responsibilities at work. And I think it's because I have, you know, my coworkers have told me that I always have a good attitude. I'm always willing to, you know, work hard and stay late and putting the extra effort. And, you know, that's how you move forward. And I'm doing things that are above what some of other assistants are doing who I've talked to. And I think it's because I've shown that drive and initiative. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, when we had Riggs Mor uh, Morales here, the one thing that the students took away from not only the radio show, but when he talked to them in person prior to that was, even in the internship, make yourself valuable. Uh, and maybe you didn't think of it that way, but it sort of sounds like that's what both of you did in terms of getting the steps and then, of course, keeping your network and contacts together. Uh, but you, I would think you would agree with that, um, that sort of that mantra that he's uh, talking about. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. When you're in an internship, especially... Without talking. Sorry, Joey. Sorry? No, we're just saying it's radio and Carrie's nodding. Instead so of not getting, So good. Yeah, go ahead, Joe. Yeah, and just like to your point, Dr. McClendon, just being available and the willingness to learn and the passion, um, especially in an internship position... Um, you know, if you're fortunate to be at a company such as like a Warner uh, Music Group like I was, I literally tried to meet every single person that I possibly can, mm -hmm. um, which is just such a great experience. If you're at a company that you know you want to work for and, you know, it's really great to just network and put yourself out there, make yourself available, you know, even if it's not, a, you know, someone asks you to do a task that's not necessarily in your department that you were in, interning in, um, just make yourself available and do it because you never know when you're going to need that person later on in your career. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, sure. Dave, you were going to say something? Actually, uh, Jessica Essex, Joey, we have a specific question that uh, relates to exactly what you were just talking about in terms of interning at the, in I'm sorry, networking at the internship. And Jessica Essex, our MBA candidate for music management. When are you going to graduate, Jessex? Jessica? Um, I'm planning to be just like our fellow guest here and finish in two years. Ah, that okay. is my plan. Very Do good. It. Very, yes, make it happen. Jessica's going to read a tweet question specifically for Joey, and then Carrie, you can nod. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> so we have Joelle Filippi. I really hope I didn't mess that up. You got it perfect. But um, it says to Joey, how did you go about networking when you interned at Warner? I'm not too sure how to go about going doing that, but thanks. Yeah, because Joelle has an internship at Atlantic Records right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, it's almost just putting that friendly face on, come to the, you know, your internship every day with a smile on your face, 
and people know that. If you're walking in the door, it's early, you know, 9 o'clock in the morning, if you're kind of tired, so over, people actually notice that. Like you think you're just a small intern, no one's really thinking about me. But the truth is, the, you know, the upper-level management of an internship, they really do look at you and look at your attitude coming in every day. Um, so it's just putting that smile on your face, being eager and happy to be there. Um, and literally just, I mean, in my opinion, you can approach almost everybody. In my, you know, it's funny to say, but people love talking about themselves. So if you would see a VP of a department that you're really interested in and just say, hey, like, you know, is it okay in a week, two weeks from now, can I set like 15, 20 minutes or even a half hour or see how much time they'll give you and just say, I'm really interested in your department. You know, I'm interning in blah, blah, blah department, you know, that you're currently in um, here at Warner or wherever you are and say, you know, I just really want to learn more about what you do. And 99.9% of the time, they're going to be overjoyed to talk about themselves and just give you more insight on wherever you are. So I think it's really just putting yourself out there, not being shy and just, you know, approaching anybody you want to that you, that you want to learn more about. Mm-hmm. Carrie, do you have anything to add to that? I agree. And also most of, at least in my experience at the label side, is they actually have networking or informational sessions for interns that they plan. So when I was there, I signed up for all of those. I went to all of them because it was just a really great opportunity to hear from people in different parts of the company. And again, just asking tons of questions. And like Joey said, just always being nice to people and if you have a second if you're at the coffee machine with somebody saying you know hi and then if it looks like they want to start a conversation with you ask them what department they work in and you know again if it's anything you're interested in in, like he said say hey you know if you wouldn't mind if you have five minutes can I grab a coffee with you sometime to hear about what you do Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'd like to ask Jessica a question because Jessica isn't from New Jersey. A lot of the majority of our students at William Patterson, the university, are from the New Jersey area, tri-state area. And you come from Detroit, Michigan, correct? Yes. Born in in Detroit itself or outside? Um, Technically, I grew up in Southfield, Michigan, which is a suburb about 30 minutes outside of Detroit. Okay. How did you end up coming to William Patterson, the university? (laughs) Ha ha. Okay, so it started about halfway through my senior year, and I had a meeting with um, Dr. Hal Weary, who actually is an alumnus of William Patterson. So I was basically going to him to figure out what was going to be my next step. Should I just pursue employment, or should I? I had no idea what I wanted to do. So he basically said, well, you could go into the industry, but I don't think you're, you know, you're not, it's not that you're not prepared, but if you really want to progress in the industry, I definitely recommend that you go and pursue your MBA. And he immediately told me William Patterson. He told me about everything that the program was doing and it was located really close to New York City. And Dr. Marcone, he raved about you as well. And so he told me all the music programs have been great and the networking and the different programs that you guys provide. It just kind of made me say, I need to be here and do what I have to do to get to where I want to be in the music industry. And so far, I definitely feel like I'm in the right place. So about two months in, uh, you're, you're glad with the choice. You're living on campus and the experience is going okay? Um, at first, it was um, a little bit of culture shock, but um, it's definitely getting better for me. And I'm starting to definitely see that it's going to be a great journey, that's for sure. So. I, I bring this up because Carrie... Origi- originates from the from Washington State, 
What, where in Washington? Seattle area. It is Seattle. What town yeah. in Seattle? Renton. Uh, how many people from Renton are listening right now, Carrie? Probably <laughs> zero because they aren't out of work yet. That's right. It's three hour difference. I guess they don't stream stream at work. I guess they work very hard out in Renton, Washington. Wow, that's that's a big swing swing county. Um, so, Carrie, you made your way from Seattle to Pennsylvania, where you got your undergrad, and then you stuck East Coast, and you're here, and you've actually it looks like you're settling here. How how was that for you? The uh, transition over here. It's been good. I mean, it's very different over here, but again, it was the same drivers. I also had Dr. Hal Weary at Albright where I did my undergrad and he basically said the same thing as Jessica. You know, if you really want to make a big splash, go get your MBA and help figure out what you want to do, which it did. <laughs> and uh, and again, with the proximity to New York City, basically it's either, you know, New York or LA if you want the big market. And so being so close helped me, I think, get all those internships. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you'd like to think, for example, like Seattle, where grunge started, or Detroit. Uh, uh, Motown, so on. Yeah, Motown. You, you'd like to think those were still main hubs yeah. of the business, but they're really not, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately. Yeah, they're yes. not. And Detroit's gone through a number of issues over the past. Uh, yeah. Well, still Detroit, them. Detroit is <laughs> in a transition mm -hmm. stage right now, so they're trying to build Detroit back up, but... It's going to be a very long journey, mm -hmm. but I do see that they are trying to make some progress and in innovations within the city. So, mm -hmm. Why don't you read a tweet, Jessica, for our two? I have a question, too. No, go ahead, okay. please. Okay. So we have Jordan Kennedy, and he's asking, did the connections you developed while at WPU help you find work, or did it come from outside networking? Ah, good question. I mean, for me, it's a definite yes. I would not have gotten my job at Beanstalk and Michael if it weren't through my connections with William Patterson. And I was also able to get several informational interviews uh, with RCA and Ticketmaster, et cetera, you know, through, again, relationships that Professor Philp and Dr. Marconi had. And they also helped with the internship hunts and the job hunt process as well. So bottom line is yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. And Joey? Yeah, I completely agree as well. Um, just the opportunities that William Patterson has as far as networking between the music business seminars and now you guys have the um, MIA music business panel. It's just such great opportunities to meet and network people. Um, and I know personally I wouldn't be where I am today without those opportunities given to me by the William Patterson music department. Um, you know, my road really started when I was an intern with Joan Jett's record label, Black Heart Records, and I would have never got there and met Kenny Laguna if it wasn't for the music business seminar. Mm -hmm. um, and then following to the, my internship at Warner Brother Records, I would have never been there if I never, you know, was at the music business, music uh, seminar um, with William Patterson. Mm -hmm. So I think the networking opportunities it presents um, led me to where I am. And also the people, too. I got to give around to Dr. Marconi um, and yeah. Professor Phil. Well, Dr. Esteban Marconi. I give him all a round of applause. He does Professor have the tag Phil in there. Professor remembers my call to him probably a couple times a week during my job hunt. You know, where am I going to go? What's right for me? Mm -hmm. um, and they're just so dedicated to just the students' well-being and just providing guidance along the way um, that I definitely wouldn't have made the decision in my career to be where I'm at right now if it wasn't you know, for the calls and talks I've had with them. Um, so again, rounds of applause to you guys and the okay. whole department. Okay. 
Um, yeah, and I must say, uh, for the listeners, that uh, that Joey was probably the um, you know the perfect undergrad student because he was top in the class. I mean, it was a given he was going to get just about the highest grade. But we would turn around even in radio shows, and there he was. He was in the lobby because there was somebody coming in that he wanted to meet and start a network. And then, of course, any of the other things that we did that were structured throughout the, um, you know, throughout the academic side, he was always there, too. So he took advantage of every opportunity instead of um, Professor Philip and I talk about this many times that we sometimes we have to, it's like pulling teeth with some of these students. We just say if they if they were at Albright College and the opportunities there are so few compared to the number of things they could do while they're here and we can't get them to come you know it's almost like mm -hmm. you, you you just you you knock your head against the wall saying if these guys were at um wayne state or something like that you know you'll get some aggressive kids that we meet when we go to conferences um professor philip and me and and we just see that you know the passion in their eyes and they can go only a few places that's it but here the opportunities are just sort of endless and and I'm just saying, as an undergrad, Joe took real advantage of that. And we should give yeah, I think it was... Oh, sorry, I just want to give a quick shout-out, because in another studio is a student who... Just Zach Matari, who's uh, come by just to listen in and be yeah, part of the Yeah, Zach's show. pretty much like that, too. Yeah, and he's right in, over your In shoulder. a different way, because Zach's yeah. uh, a pop major, mm -hmm. so there's a sort of um, an auxiliary thing, or an ancillary thing, compared to the pop music. Ancillary? Yes. Is that the word that's, ancillary? Yes, that's what I was trying to say, but this is live radio. <laughs> Joey, you were saying something we'll I had to interrupt you uh, because uh, I'm me. What were you saying, Joey? Uh, going back to Dr. Robert Marconi, said, just going that extra mile, and he said sometimes it's like pulling teeth. It, you know, if you really want to be in this business, you just got to go that extra mile and be there. Um, so with the Warner Music Group internship meeting, Steve Corbin, I wasn't supposed to be at the radio show that night. No one asked me to come. Right. Um, I just kind of saw the list of who was appearing that night, and I reached out to Professor Club and was like, hey, do you care if I crash the show? And he said, no, come along. I'm like, you, you know, you want to meet him? I'm like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And things mm -hmm. just fell into place. So definitely there's opportunities for any of you guys listening out there that you see there's an event or something going on with someone you want to meet. Reach mm -hmm. out and go that extra mile. And, you know, don't feel like you're not welcome. All it is is an ask. Don't be afraid to ask. Right. Exactly. I have a question, though. I'd like to, and Carrie can go first. What is your typical day like? Yikes. Um, if there is such a thing. I, I don't know that there's a typical day anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, recently, we've had, I've been planning events in less than 48 hours. Mm. It's been kind of one of those weeks. What kind of events? We just had a listening event. We had three, actually. LA, New York, and New Orleans for Solange. She just released her new album, A Seat at the Table. It's number mm. one. Mm -hmm. I'm just a little bragging there. But because uh, of you, it's really good. You should listen to it. Not not because of me. Not how many songs did you write on there? Right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> all of them, right. yeah. clearly. Mm -hmm. um, but basically, it's 
I mean, obviously, I, since I am a, a direct report, I handle my boss's calendar and his phones and appointments. So I schedule all of that during the day. And then while I'm doing that, I am doing anything from updating our tour report. Uh, if there's an event going on, I'm working with our business affairs to get contracts and certificates of insurance signed, working to order catering and furniture rentals and coordinating with artist management about what the run of show looks like and what time everyone's going to be there and who's doing what at the event space and then there's anything working with release planning to actually make sure we have music if we need it and coordinating with marketing about when things are getting posted and what's happening and mm-hmm. so it's kind of the what it's been like recently mm-hmm. do you take lunch i mean do you leave the building and take lunch I don't usually leave the building because I bring my lunch, Mm -hmm. but we do have, we just moved to our new offices, which are now open plan offices. Mm -hmm. So people didn't, people all all used to eat at their desk. Now that we have a common area called our hub, uh, we all usually eat lunch out there. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what time do you usually leave in the evening? Usually I try and get out between 6 and 6.30, Mm -hmm. sometimes I'm there much after that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. depending. And who is your boss? What's that person's name? What's that person's Ryan position? Rudin. Ryan Rudin, what's yes. he do? He's the vice president of touring and events. And where can you go from where you are? What's, I, what's your career trajectory? What would be the so next step for you? The next step is coordinator, and then it goes up from there, to specialist, manager, oh. manager um, assistant manager. And I think there's like senior or I'm sorry, senior, sen- senior manager, I think. Yes, yeah, senior. Senior and Senior director. <laughs> right. Um. Good. How about Joe? What's your day like? So I don't have pretty much a typical, you know, same routine day every day. Um, I handle a variety of tasks, um, and things are switching a little bit now because I mentioned I'm in a rotational program. So my current department is sales and business development, which handles all the programming um, contracts and any distribution and marketing of all the networks to major cable providers as well as Netflix and Hulu. Um, so my sales rotation right now, the, the kind of work on specifically is Comcast. So if there's any major marketing stunts that Comcast wants us to participate in, if they want to promote an MTV show um, or so forth, I do a lot of the marketing campaigns and um, routing of the materials back and forth to our internal marketing department um, and Comcast, as well as like managing the relationship from a corporate level. Well, um, you know, if they're interested in adding new networks, launching, say, if they have an MTV network, if they want to launch the HD signal of the MTV network. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a lot of, like, relationship as well as um, a little bit of technical as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm actually moving into uh, my next rotation, which is our operations department, um, which handles, like, all the and manages all the signals and feeds from the satellites all the receivers and cable providers all over the country, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty interesting. So I'm excited to start that. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's never usually a typical day. Um, this is a variety of tasks. I mean, something else that I do, um, I manage about 50 smaller cable affiliates um, across the country that are real small. They're not like your big Comcast and Time Warners. They might only have anywhere from uh, like one subscriber to 10 or 20,000 subscribers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm managing the relationship between our networks um, and trying to get as much marketing of our networks as possible with them. So what time do you normally leave in the evening? Uh, I leave anywhere from like 5.30 to 6.30. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you're uh, located where? Uh, right in the middle of Times Square on 45th and Broadway. Okay. All right. Right in the heart of the craziness. We have a tweet for, for Jessica to read. Oh. 
Okay. Kevin DeJuba. Kevin DeJuba. Right. He is asking, what did you have on your resume that made you stand out from everyone else applying for your position? Let's have Joey go first. Nice question. Yes, it's a great question. I think the the real big thing that set me apart um, was I think my age, just that I graduated in three years. Um, I was a part of the honors program at William Patterson. Um, and also my internship experience for being there for such a short amount of time, um, you know, really helped me a lot. And also the skills and programs that I learned along the way um, within the music business, like learning, you know, about their distribution and how to report sales and all that. Um, it definitely helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I know for my current job, they were actually extremely impressed that I have an MBA because it's still, I don't know about you, Joey, but it's still not as common, at least where I am, especially Mm -hmm. for someone as young as we are to have that additional schooling is very impressive. And my boss has asked me several times, you know, you have your MBA, really? (laughs) You're so young. Um, but so that was very impressive. And I also have my resume organized so that my internship experience is actually first. So the first thing they see are all those, you know, heavy hitting names that I was fortunate enough to intern at mm-hmm. and every all the projects that I worked on right there. And I also, you know, made sure to tailor that resume to fit what each position was looking for when I was applying, if there were specific keywords or things that they were looking for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I would assume that um, for your cover letter, both of you researched what you were applying for. Yes. Yep. All right. You mentioned, you mentioned keywords on the resume. Can you explain a little bit more about how you found out what those words were and where you So usually them? in the job description, they have bullet points of things that they are looking for. So if there are certain skills that are needed for the job, such as Photoshop, or you have to know Microsoft inside and out, they'll usually tell you, or they'll say things that you'll be doing daily tasks in the job, like managing calendars or answering phones or something like that. And so you can pick up on either some of those words like, you know, marketing or digital media or photography, things like that. And anything, anywhere that there are those buzzwords almost for that position is what I would try and include in my resume. Because a lot of times it goes through an electronic sorter before it hits a real person, right? So if you have those keywords in your resume, you're probably more likely to get through that sorter than if you don't. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Excellent job, Carrie. Thanks. So far on this radio show, <laughs> you and Joey are, are in, you're better probably, than us. Yeah, on point. you're definitely better. You're on point. You're better than the, than the host. <laughs> but what I'm excited about is our student co-host Jessica Essex, mm-hmm. Jessica Essex who's going to read another tweet and who's been giving it a great job. Can we just give yes. Jessica a little bit of clapping love? Tweet City tonight. Yeah, tweet City. Thank you. Give it up, Jessica. So now we have Natalia Crociata. Do you feel WPU really prepared you for your careers, or were you initially doing the majority of your learning on the job? Mm. Joey, do you want to go? Mm. Yeah, sure. Um, I think William Patterson prepared me very well. Um, going back to like, the interview and hiring processes and your resumes, something that really stood out for me, and you know, my that my hiring manager even said after I started, why one of the reasons why I got the position was I knew the Spotify business model inside and out which is like kind of almost like an obscure thing to mention during the interview process because 
you know, well, long story short, you know, I knew the Spotify business model in and out from taking classes at William Patterson. And my experience and everything that I learned from there really helped me, um, you know, use what I learned to, to benefit myself in the, in the, in the, in the role. Yeah, that's that's true. If I made before Carrie speaks, uh, I do recall also that Joey would, when he was networking with someone, a guest we had, he would ask them a, a pertinent question to what they were doing, not just "Hi, I'm want to get in the business." And uh, but I, I remember listening to that, you know, that he had did that he had done some homework prior to yeah, meeting the person. Yeah, it's all about matching you and your skill set and your experience whatever you're trying to go for. So me in the case of Viacom, even though I had a music business and record label background, which really isn't what Viacom's business is, mm -hmm. I took the strategy of the business models and the royalty breakdowns and everything that I learned in class that I took William Patterson to apply it almost in the same way of things that are going on in the media business right now um, with the TV networks. And because I made that connection between the two and it worked, you know, that's one of the reasons that helped me succeed. Right, right. For me, I mean, one of the classes that first comes to mind is with Professor Van Dyne, which is the the business development class, basically where you come up with your own proposal for a business. And I do that now almost day to day in my job because I'm putting together proposals for these events that mm -hmm. we submit to artist management as well as our internal departments. And that's including budgets. It's including, you know, what our capacity is doing research on these venues and the artists and whether it's a good fit and what kind of marketing we're going to do, if it's social, if it's old school, you know, and and so that whole business proposal was something that I also mentioned in my interview and I think was very uh, impressive to now my coworkers and has helped me, I think, been able be able to work on these proposals. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And Professor Van Dyne is the Van Dyne from Van Dyne Bruno and White Hat Management, so one of the sponsors correct. of our show and our trip to Nashville. Go to vb-cpa.com when your band is ready. Okay, well, here we have That's another... That's it, Jessica. <laughs> Pick it up. Yes. So we have Kellen Barnes, and she wants to know, what was the most important thing you learned as an intern that helped get you to where you are today? Always being nice to people and always having a good attitude because and I actually I think I learned this lesson from you Dr. Marconi you've said before that you should always be nice to everyone you meet within the company because you never know when that person who may be an assistant now is going to be the CEO mm -hmm. and you don't want to burn any bridges when you're just starting out right. so I always try to be nice to everyone and um having a good attitude is extremely important because like Joey said people can really tell if you're not happy and you're not in a good mood and even if you're doing something that's not very enjoyable I had to do a lot of paper cutting at my internships cutting flyers that we were delivering to radio and I don't love paper cutting <laughs> I don't envision it as a life career for myself but I was always willing to do it and if they ever needed I said sure no problem I'll help with that no problem and that's a really important attitude to have is just showing that you are a go-getter and you're not above doing something that may not be that fun. Yes, I do have a question if I'm stepping on Jessica now. <laughs> Should Joey answer the question first? Uh, or? Yes, if he wants to, certainly. Do Sorry. You, do you want to answer, Joey? Joey, gets yeah, you, sure. you get your two minutes, Mr. Stephan. Okay, <laughs> you might be going to debate talk now. <laughs> 
No, basically everything that you said as well. Um, just, you know, maybe the task that you're doing as an intern isn't what you want to do. You don't want to be folding, folding band t-shirts for five hours a day. But you do it with a smile on your face and you seem eager to do it. And that almost biting your tongue a little bit helped me in my current role because maybe, you know, you're not doing things that you want to do, but you do it with a smile on your face and people definitely notice that um, about you. And just being extremely open to meeting people um, as well and, you know, networking within your own company. You know, as an intern at Warner, I tried to meet as many people as I could. And when I started at Viacom, I didn't stop doing that just because I was an actual employee. I still do that every day. You know, there's someone I meet in the elevator. Hey, how are you? What department you worked on? What channel are you in? And you just get to know people. And from there, you know, the, the possibilities are endless. So it's really just putting that happy face on um, and just, you know, not stopping to network with people. Just you know, really just meet as many people as you can. Mm -hmm. Joey actually did have a bad experience on one of his internships. We won't name the internship, but you yep. actually, when you talk about the happy face, you were calling me wanting to quit because that in particular internship was not going well. Right. How did you get through that experience, which was very, well, it was very unhappy for you? I just like how I was saying, I just, I bit my tongue. I knew, okay, this is going to look unbelievable on my resume. How's it going to look if I drop a month in, two months in? I knew that I had to stick it for the long run. And it was just, as far as like my skill set too, I learned to deal with things that I don't want to do in a positive manner, um, you know, which is a great skill to have. But I really just kind of, you know, said to myself, this is a you know, great opportunity. I'm here for a reason. I know this is going to help me get where I wanted to go. Um, and it's going to look great on my resume. And you kind of just have to keep repeating those things in your head. Like this isn't forever. I'm here four months. I'm an intern. Maybe this isn't what I want to do. This isn't the kind of business I want to be in. Um, and you just keep saying those things to yourself in your head until the internship is over. And eventually, it's an internship. It's going to end. And then now you have this beautiful thing on your resume. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, yes, Mike. This again from Rick Morales. Uh, in the uh, same context that he was talking about, make yourself valuable. He was talking about how he uh, almost had to train his assistant so that he could have total trust in her. That's because he gets so overloaded during the day and he just has to put all that trust in someone to not screw up and not just not not do it right. So do you feel that you're both of you that you're getting to that point with your with your boss? Do you feel like there's a there is a trust building or there has been or there is now or whatever? Definitely. I mm. think just again with the opportunities I'm being given now shows that there's a greater level of trust than when I started and I think it does have to do with having a good attitude and and being on time with projects and also just having you know different ideas and and I've done things that you know my boss hasn't necessarily asked me to do mm -hmm. if there's something you know, that, or I send him an article that I think is interesting. You know, hey, did you see this come up today in the news? Thought it might be interesting for this project you're working on. Or if he's, you know, has me on a call with somebody, I'll take notes for him, even if he doesn't ask. You know, so it's kind of doing those mm -hmm. little extra things. And then also, if I make a mistake, I admit to it. Mm -hmm. And I tell him or you know if I'm behind, I'm very I'm just very open and honest with him, mm -hmm. which I think has really helped. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm and he's giving you as you said more responsibility, so it's not necessarily that your boss believes in 
strict top-down management, that he's willing to be open with whatever responsibilities that um, that yeah. he has that he'd be giving you. Very much so. Mm -hmm. Great. Joey? Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with everything. And I think for me, um, trust and more responsibility really go hand in hand. If you really become, you know, especially that go-to person in your department, like you make your willingness to learn and you become a master of a certain task, people mm -hmm. are going to notice that about you and you're going to be the go-to person like, hey, how do I do this? And, you know, people are trusting you and, you know, they'll trust you to know how to do certain things. Um, and as you, you know, you're willing to learn and you take on more responsibility, that's where the trust really comes in that for me, my manager, as you saw, I developed and I learned and I understood the business and understood what we do and, you know, my tasks. She gave me more and more responsibility, um, you know, which let me, you know, tackle certain new projects, you know, interact with clients more and just have more responsibility within my role than, you know, is typically allowed, um, which is great because, it, you know, hand in trust and responsibility go in hand. She learned through my hard work ethic and willingness to learn and tackling certain projects that, okay, he gets what he's doing. I can trust him to pitch this marketing campaign to Comcast. I can pitch, you know, allow him to have this conversation with a client. Um, and she trusts me to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. So you both made yourself valuable, selves valuable. It's a, it's a snowball effect, really. I mean, if you're doing something that makes your boss look good, you look good. It makes the company look good. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. your boss is happy, which makes you happy. And, right. <laughs> you know. right, right. Okay, there's a tweet. I guess Dave is very busy tonight. I don't know what he's doing <laughs> yes, we in do. the corner there. Yes, we do have another tweet. <laughs> okay. And I must say I'm loving these questions because you're helping me out by asking these questions because they have the same questions as I do. So Ashley wants to know, do you think if you didn't do the internships that you had, that you'd have the jobs that you have now? No. Mm -hmm. Definitely not. Because yeah. all, all of my jobs have been through, well, mine is Beanstalk and Michael, through my relationships with my internships. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And just keeping in contact with them after I finished interning there was also extremely important. Um, even, you know, I didn't do a lot. It was maybe just every once in a while saying, you know, hey, how are you? Or if I saw something that came out, you know, if it was an article about one of the Live Nation shows or something, just I would send them a congratulatory note. You know, mm -hmm. hey, I saw this event went really well. Just wanted to shoot you a quick note. Congrats. Let you know I was thinking about you guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Joey? Yes, yeah, so, I mean, the internships were completely pertinent to where I am now. I, I really don't think I would be where I am without my internship experience because it not only taught me just more about the, the business and how everything works, but it taught me more about myself as well um, between, like, the different areas of the business that I interned in just to understand more about myself, where I want to be, what I want to do as far as my career path. Um, so in my opinion, it's not all about, you know, learning about the business, but it's learning about you and ultimately your own goals and where you want to be. And that kind of, it really helped me a lot between my three completely different internships and experiences that I had that it guided me to where I am now. It, it made me realize things about myself. Like, okay, I want to learn this. Maybe I want to do this. Um, and if I didn't have those three different internships, which made me question things, um, I, I really don't think I'd be where I'm at today. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We have also in the room here, we have a very... Uh, early graduate of the undergraduate program in music management uh our own professor oh. david kirk Philp, and maybe he wants to talk a little bit about his experience from his junior senior year to 
maybe before this job. Right. Well, I, I, be, <laughs> before I became a professor, David Kirk Philp. My senior year, I was a music management major here, and I graduated. But my full senior year, I interned for what was then called Polygram Records. And the, just like Joey, the man who was the at the time the VP of sales, Jim Caparo, was... Uh, came here and spoke for what we call now the music management seminar and he spoke and then i wrote a paper i wrote something about his talk and i sent it out to him mm -hmm. and then i reached out actually you then i remember sitting in your office and you suggesting when it came time to internship reach out to him because i'd written that paper about him that i sent out reached out for an internship uh had an interview and got it and i interned for two semesters there and that turned out before the best part was before i graduated he you know, they actually created a job. The company was expanding for me right. with their New York sales branch in Queens. So that internship led directly to a job. Mm -hmm. we, and then you stayed at Polygram for? Uh, between Polygram and Universal, I was there for 16 years because mm -hmm. Universal bought Polygram right. eight years into my tenure right. there. Right. And now I'm trying to get tenure here. Get yes. it? So there is really life after William Patterson University. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> no question. So maybe... Maybe Nate the Hawk. Nate the Hawk will take that to note. I've never heard you say Nate the Hawk. That. Do you want to say something, Nate the Hawk? No, he. he yeah. yeah. His head. yeah. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. That's it. Right, <laughs> <laughs> Nate the Hawk, everybody. He learned. He learned nothing from this past <laughs> hour, did he? Yeah, type A personality right there. No, no, it's definitely helped me a lot. It helped me understand what to look for and to do when I'm in an internship and in a big corporate situation where I'm a sound engineering student so I'm in a studio it's very intimate and I don't get the big business experience like you guys do which I would like to one day so it's mm -hmm. very intriguing mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I would agree I would definitely agree <laughs> yeah and Nathaniel is a uh, SEA sound engineering arts major Mm -hmm. He's in his senior year here at William Patterson University, and he's a music management minor. Mm -hmm. And one thing that's interesting is that we have a, the minor program has exploded mm -hmm. here because a lot of students don't want to audition. A lot of students aren't necessarily proficient mm -hmm. on an instrument or mm -hmm. don't want to sit in a practice room and play classical guitar or, or jazz voice or something like that. Mm -hmm. So they decide to be a communications major or something like that and they minor in music management. Mm -hmm. And so like Carrie, you don't play an instrument, do you? I used to. What did you play? I played clarinet. Okay. So did I. Oh, How cool. Oh my God, this is so great. And, and so then did Samantha. Yeah, and Joey, Samantha. Shank. Samantha Shank was also, yes, uh, yes. who is also another Albright, How Weary yes. uh, grad, who's uh, getting her MBA. And then Joey, you were a violinist, correct? Yep, uh, yeah, violin, piano, guitar. Um, so it's funny you're saying the audition that people really choose to do the minor. <clears throat> because they either don't want to play or they didn't want to audition. Um, and I actually went through the audition first to be a music management major completely. Um, and I decided to myself, you know, I love playing, but I'd rather get the business degree instead. Um, but between the music management minor and major, they're both equally, you know, the same amount of information and knowledge you're going to get out of it. So, uh, you know, to the listeners, if you're trying to decide between the major and the minor, you know, either one, you can't go wrong with. Mm -hmm. Final th I should also give a shout out that I did meet my wife here. Wow. No way. Yes, that's how I, 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 freshman year, I saw her. I don't want to say I stalked her, but I followed her. It was did goal he, setting for did me. Did she and see then, you? But she, she was friends with me, but it took her until senior year for her to finally ask me out. Would you marry Jim Carrey? 
I well, I would just because I know you would. We have time for one more tweet. Yes. Give it. Come on, Jessica. (laughs) Give us the tweet. Give us the tweet, Jessica. Yes. So we have another great question from Zach Smith, who is asking, "What would you recommend to music students to get the most out of their college experience?" Um, Joey, Joey, you can go first. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Jessica's got it. Take advantage of everything that you can learn. Um, you know, if it's a topic you're maybe not interested in or you're a musician, you don't really want to learn too much about the business part, just take every bit of knowledge you possibly can because you're never going to know when you're going to need that later on, you know, in your life or career. Um, So for me, when I was in the music management courses, I tried to grasp as much, like literally 100% of what was being taught um, and just had like a deep understanding of these courses and, you know, everything that was being talked about. Um, Because it's funny, like even now I brought up something with work that I learned from one of my classes three years ago. And mm-hmm. I just talked about it last week with somebody at work. So it's funny, things really come full circle. And, you know, if you take advantage of everything that there is to, you know, learn, it's going to really benefit you. Mm-hmm. I second that. Just attend as much as you can. Be willing to, you know, maybe sacrifice something that you really might want to do in exchange for a networking event or something else you know even if it's on the same night as your favorite tv show or something like that (laughs) it's really just one night and and it's worth it and you know just and be willing to go into the city and network and pursue those internships and continue to apply and network even if you get no responses or even if you get rejected um just keep grinding Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. professor it is a grind. There is a show tonight. I don't know if yes. you realize. I was actually uh, sending Carrie's boss, Ryan Rudin, a invitation to connect on LinkedIn. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah, I just sent him a were, note and I said... no ball games tonight, so I know you weren't checking. No, I'm, the Mets score. are out of it. And uh, last Wednesday was one of the worst, literally one of the worst nights of my life. My dog died that day. Uh, and then the Mets lost that day. And mm-hmm. there was nobody, no piece of big furry hairball to cry on. Right. There's no dog under my feet watching the game. It was very depressing. I'm happy to end the show with a, a depressing note like that. But yes. it's a week later. We have her ashes now on the mantle. Good. So uh, <laughs> sticking with the depressing line. But um, we should at this point, should we thank Joey and Carrie for being here? I think Absolutely. It's okay. So Carrie Keller, Carissa Keller from Columbia Records. Thank you, Carissa. Thank you. Thank Joey Stefan. Yeah, please stop. Joey Stefan from Viacom. We have to thank you, Joey. Thank you, guys. I think we should also thank Jessica Essex, all the way from Excellent. Detroit. Jessica Essex, make it happen. Right. Getting that MBA. A 9-8. Nine 9-8 eight. Nine yes. eight for Jessica, the future of the biz right, right here between us. We should thank Nate the Hawk, Nathaniel Hawkins. Nate the Hawk okay. for producing his bottom up. He's sitting on nothing right now. Good job, Nate Thank the Hawk. everyone for some great tweets. Great, amazing today. tweets. Best tweets we ever had. And next week is? Next week, Michael McDonald. Taking it to the streets right. for Mick Management. Zach Matari, thank you for sitting in and listening. Good job for you, Zach. Right. And Plus, the room wasn't hot enough. No, so we needed that. Another body. We want to thank uh, my co-host, Dr. Stabon. And of course, as always, I'm looking for a co-host. That's right. So, uh, if any of you, David if any of you know how to say goodbye in Espanol and you don't know how, I'm going to teach you right now because it's the opposite of hello. It is a great word, and it goes just like this. Ah!